Hello and welcome into the Hill and Valley. This is Nick. Thank you so much for joining us once again. Super pumped to jump in this with y'all. I know it's been a little bit, but I'm just excited to jump back in. So we've got the conclusion of football season now. We're in the off season with that. We're just non, non-game week season, as some might say. And we've got Clemson basketball. Both men and women are rolling right now. We've got baseball and softball on the horizon coming up very shortly next month. So wanted to give some time for us to talk some Clemson basketball uh, while we have the opportunity. Uh, both teams have been having some fun years and really some fun teams to watch. And so if you haven't gotten a chance to check them out, I would really, really highly consider it. We can start with the men uh, just because they played first on the weekend. The men's basketball team, as you know, are now 16-4, and 8-1 and one on the year. Uh, the AP poll just came out this morning. Today's Monday, January 23rd, 2023. And the AP poll just came out. So Clemson dropped from 19 to 24. Now, it's been you know two years since Clemson was ranked at all. So the fact that Clemson basketball is still ranked is is a big deal. And, you know, I was kind of expecting them to fall a few spots. I wasn't sure if they would be ranked, but I was thinking around this kind of a range would be there. I wouldn't be surprised if they were, you know, 25 or just outside the top 25, um, just from losing at Wake Forest. And so the big news, of course, with men's basketball is, you know, after the Duke win, uh, not this past Saturday, but the week before, you know, it's a huge win at home over a ranked Duke team is that Chase Hunter injures his ankle and he's been out for the past two games. So he's been listed as day-to-day and that is what we know right now. It seems that it's just trying to make sure he's good to go. And clearly the team has a different feel of it right now with Chase Hunter, without Chase Hunter running point. Um, Without him, we've had, you know, his brother and Josh Beadle, running point guard and they're doing an admirable job. They're really, you know, stepping into that, but it is a bigger role for them. And they're two freshmen. That's just hard. It's a hard role for freshmen to play and step into. And they seem more comfortable in the second game as we'll get into. But with Wake Forest, I mean, listen, you don't go in expecting to lose, but that's just a tough game to play without Chase Hunter against a good Wake Forest team. Who's been strong at home under at home until they lost to Virginia this past weekend. Um, you know, now they have three losses in conference, but you know, they had one 14 or at home. It's just a tough place to play, you know? And, um, and then when they're shooting like that, as they were in the first half, especially that's just tough to come back from. Um, and then without chase Hunter teams have seemed to hone in a little bit more on Hunter Tyson and who's been having an excellent year, but the past two games have struggled a bit more because when you take, it's not just his ball handling skills, you know, and running the point for Chase Hunter. It's really also, it's, it's 14 points a game and you have to account for. And it's not just that, but it's it's another offensive threat that you have to account for. And I think there's been, there was a little bit of pressing in that game too. If I were guessing or just guys really, you know, everyone wanting to step up and really play well, you know, P.J. Hall and Hunter Tyson especially, so I think this team, it's an adjustment period, you know? So I don't fault them for losing. I mean, it's their first loss in the ACC at Wake Forest. It's not a, you know, not a bad place to lose. But so, you know, obviously you don't want to give up 87 points, but it's just they play so fast and there's so many possessions that 
And then when you get down, you're trying to make up for that. And then you start being more aggressive and, you know, which can lead to more fouls or, you know, you're trying to press, you know, get them to make a mistake. And then that can lead to some more easier buckets on their end. And it just Clemson would make a run or make a three or say they get an and one. Wake Forest goes down and make a three of their own. Or it just never felt like it could get under that 10-point gap once it reached there in the second half. And that's just, it's tough. Like, in that, when you're down like that kind of margin, you just want to cut it, you know, from double digits to single digits, then to like maybe under five, and then one possession. You know, and as you're getting to these different markers and say media timeouts or timeouts that you want to get closer, and Clemson just could never cut into that. Um, so it just makes it tough to come back. And so a lot of credit to Wake Forest in that game. And, you know, they definitely deserved the win that night. But, you know, the positive note in all that is that with Chase Hunter out, it gives guys like a Josh Beadle and Dylan Hunter the opportunity to play. You know, Josh Beadle fouls out, but I'm like, you have to, you know, guard Appleby, who's been, you know, sick corner, I think like 17, 18 points a game. And the dude only scored, you know, seven or something in the first matchup. You know, arguably Wake Forest's worst half of the year was at Virginia at Clemson. You know, first ACC game of the year back in December. You know that he was going to be ready to go, and it, that's just a tough assignment. So, I thought that they did a, you know, they really did do a good job, and they were out of position sometimes. But it, you, you're going to get that with freshmen, and they're still learning. And, it, and it's not just that they've played; you're getting in different roles. That you're not just coming off the bench; you're the guy starting, or you're having to guard the tough, the top guy the whole time they're out there getting their best shot. And that's just tough. So, you know, PJ Hall has been playing well the past couple games. Um, I think that's the thing offensively is you just want to see what other piece can be consistently out there. And Hunter Tyson, I think is that guy. He's just had a couple of rougher games statistically. Um, I think that will get better, especially as um, some of these freshman guards can start to create for themselves or get other guys open. Um, So, you know, you lose at Wake Forest and then you come back with Virginia Tech, who you only won by like three points, you know, the first time before. And there was, I don't even think there was a basket scored in the last like five minutes between either team. It just, Virginia Tech, Clemson just have this kind of just gritty, like we're going to play tough defense, like you're going to have to earn everything, not the prettiest shooting game. It's just a, you win, you fight for everything you've got. Um, kind of game and that's just what it was again and you know Clemson wins on a last second uh, three by Hunter Tyson which we'll get into but I mean 51-50 yeah it was a poor shooting performance by both teams yeah but I think it was even better defense I just thought it was such a good game defensively intense defensively game from both sides I you just gotta give credit to Virginia Tech that is not a one in seven ACC team that team, I mean, they're missing Hunter Couture, which hurts. You know, I mean, uh, and so you have to, you don't make excuses for that, but that is not a team when you look at their record that reflects the level of talent on that team. You know, they won the ACC last year in the tournament. And they've got, they've got dudes, Justin Mutt, dude, you know, uh, Sean Padula, dude, Hunter Couture, dude, he's been hurt. It, you know, you've got Kid, who's a transfer from Clemson, who just couldn't get playing time over pj hall that's a tough team you know like that's not they're not a fun team to play and a lot of, there's so many teams in acc you can say that for but i was just really proud of those guys again wasn't a great you know 
shooting game by any means for those teams. I mean, I'm looking at the stats right now. You know, Virginia Tech shot 34.6% from the field. Clemson shot 38.3. Clemson was 3 of 18 from 3. Uh, Virginia Tech 6 for 22. You know, they hadn't made a three-point basket in the second half. For a Clemson team that was second shooting percentage-wise from three in the ACC. And that's the thing with this team. It's they can be so good from three, but it can get it can get a little streaky, and that's why I like that they're starting to try to feed like PJ Holt in the post and get him more touches. That has been a clear emphasis, it seems like to me, especially since Hunter um, Chase Hunter went out. All the hunters get confusing since Chase Hunter went out. It's clearly like okay, we're going to give PJ Hall a chance to get going, and I mean there are only two guys in double figures for Clemson, really only four guys in the game, but he had twenty. He was five for six, six from the line. That was big. He made a three early, eight rebounds. I think that's a big thing for P.J. Hall is getting him touches on the inside, getting the opportunity to make the defense defend you on the inside, and either you make a tough basket or you know, force some contact, put him into foul trouble. And P.J. Hall's a good free throw shooter. Like It's a good way to get the offense going. Um, Hunter Tyson only had 12 points, like we said, was two of seven from three, had nine rebounds. Uh, he just didn't feel comfortable. And I think teams, Wake Forest and Virginia Tech have done a good job defensively, making him uncomfortable. He hasn't felt that being like a circle. You know, I was listening to the field of 68, and um, I think that was from them. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting now, but anyway, they do a good job. Shout out to them. But They've just been out. He just looked uncomfortable, and he's just not used to that. And I think that's going to be adjustment going forward to seeing like he's getting used to being circled as one of the guys to watch out for, you know. Um, but I was just like to go in, you know, being one of six from three, going into that shot, and then zero of five in the second half to be down two with like what is it, thirteen seconds left? They drop the play. Brownell and company, he draws up the play 400, top of the key. No, I'm going to give it to my super senior. He's going to give us a shot. We're going for the win. I trust him. Make her miss. It's going to give us the best chance to win. And what does he do? He sinks it. It was such an electric feeling. I mean, for, even just from watching on TV, I was just so proud of those guys. And I mean, credit to Brad Brownell and this, like, the staff. I think he really instilled. Um, confidence in that the out of bounds play was just excellent and I mean you gave you trusted your guy and as a coach you can just all you can do is is drop the play or put him in positions the players have to execute so I just thought they did a great a great job of that um, so shout out to I mean that was just a huge shot it's one of the biggest shots of the year because when you have you know, and you're also losing Alex Hemingway too. I mean, he's been a big three point shot, shooting fifty percent from three on the year. You know, he's been very efficient when he's gotten his gotten the ball in his hands. You're missing those. There's you're missing those shooters, and so it's a big win at home. You know, being ranked, you're having those eyeballs more on you nationally. I just thought it was a big win. You know, and it's not the prettiest win, but. You're still up one game in conference. Every team that had two losses, except for Virginia, who couldn't, because they one of Virginia or Wake Forest is going to have to win. Uh, they're the only ones with one loss. I mean, with two losses now. So you, you still have some room, and it, it's just one of. The, I mean, rare is the time. I mean, <laughs> like I was listening to Quack and and Ben on on Out of Bounds on 105.5. Like, rare is the time in Clemson basketball where you've had Clemson has had. 
control of their own destiny when it comes to postseason. When it comes to trying to, I mean, this team is like the next game is we're halfway through conference play. Clemson Tigers are are leading the ACC. I mean, rare's the time where Clemson's been in control of their destiny. Of it's it's in the realm of possibility. I don't think it's a disappointment if they don't, but just it's just fun to watch right now. You know, they're a fun team to watch. I think it's fun fun brand of basketball and. You can just feel the energy when this team is playing, and so I've just, I was just proud of them for the way they, they came out and fought on Saturday. Um, so as we look at the like what's next, you know, coming up for them, Ken Palm has them. Uh, Ken Palmer has them at like sixty in his projections, which is about where he's had them. I think for Clemson, they're still trying to build those wins. The net actually has them at fifty nine. Funny enough. Uh, that's like, and if you don't know, the net is one of the like, the biggest metric that um, the NCAA uses in helping to look at tournament teams, and uh, it's like a combination of different analytics. And we still don't fully know everything that goes into it, but it's it's a mixture of different things, and it's one of the bigger markers that they look at. Funny enough, Virginia Tech is actually higher than Clemson. Don't fully understand that because Virginia Tech's eleven and eight, one and seven in league. Clemson's you know leading the ACC. Clemson's beaten them twice. I don't fully get that, but it's just one of those things like, what are you going to do? And I think you just have to trust that they're going to look at the body of work and you just keep racking up wins and you only can control so much. But from analytically, I don't, I don't fully get that. And I think there's some adjustments that need to be made um, because that, I don't think that should be the case and not disrespect Virginia Tech. I just think in general that that, that shouldn't be the case for those. I mean, that just seems obvious to me, but um, it's hard to know when you don't fully know the metrics that they're using. You just know it's a combination of um, different different analytical um, points. So that's an update with that. Uh, so you continue on to look higher in that for sure. And remember, you know, obviously 68 teams make the field. We're looking at about, I think it's, one, I want to say it's like 38, 36 to 38 at-large bids that get um, added. So, you, I mean, you definitely want to be you know, higher, I would say, you know, at least I would say hopefully in the forties, I would, um, I don't know exactly what, you know, there's not like a certain number you have to be, but I would say definitely the higher, the better, you know, when it comes to that sort of thing. And I mean, of course, if you, if you win the ACC, I mean, you have to be in. So, but you know, here's, here's hoping for that. That'd be super fun. So, and that's where they're at with that Georgia tech, um, play them on Tuesday, host Georgia Tech. It's a 9 p.m. tip. Um, 9 p.m.s are a little bit harder to get for, but um, it's nice when the kids go to bed. You can watch some basketball. Uh, They played them on the 21st, if you remember, of December. They won 79-66. Hall had 25 points and 10 rebounds. Hunter Tyson had 14 points, 13 rebounds. Of course, he had Chase Hunter that game. Hemingway was out. Uh, Kelly for them. For Georgia Tech is the biggest factor. He had 17 points, three of seven from three. So you got to watch out for that. I mean, Georgia Tech is hasn't been as you know they've been on a losing streak themselves, losing at least their last five. So I mean, they're only scoring 69 points a game. The thing with Georgia Tech is you just with any of these teams you can't overlook them because I mean they're the team that you know they lost a lot but they won the ACC a couple years ago and. You just don't want the lull of like you don't want a team to hang around and then you're having to do again 
what you did on Saturday. And eventually that kind of thing just catches up with you. You want a couple of double digit wins. You know, um, the ESPN analytics are giving them Clemson an 89.1% chance to win. Um, I feel comfortable with that, but um, I think the thing is you have to stop Kelly and um, make somebody else beat you, you know, especially. And they also like to throw the one-three-one kind of defense. Like Georgia Tech's been known with Josh Pastner to throw out these different kind of defenses, and you know they go to that zone and, and then try to switch in the middle of it. Um, so I think being having already seen it is really helpful. And there's gonna be this is an opportunity for to, to for some three balls to be made. So I think for some of these shooters, um, they'll be given some opportunity for sure. And so the guy Hunter Tyson, I would expect him to to definitely and him and Brevin Galloway to be to be chucking it this game for sure. Another shout out guy I want to mention. I mean Josh Beadle, we've been talking about dude's been playing just super hard. Him and Dylan Hunter, we've talked about that just defensively, especially. And then Hunter has been really good about driving to the paint and, and scoring. I think that really helped tur- turn some of the tide. So shout out to them. But it's also just a guy who hasn't been, you know, he doesn't always get a lot of notoriety, but Ian Shefflin, I thought, played some huge minutes on Saturday. And I say that because there are multiple times where off the dribble, he's taking his big man, drives to the basket, draws a foul, makes free throws. Like it, it's not the prettiest thing, but the way he was just so quick on his feet and just the ability of like he had, he drew like four fouls in the second half. Like the first first of their six fouls, he had four of them. And then he was shooting free throws. He drew a charge. I mean, he's just doing all these little things that was keeping Clemson in the game and keeping momentum going, especially when they're going on these scoring droughts. I think that's the thing. With Clemson is you have to watch out for offensively, especially without a Chase Hunter, is that there have been I've noticed there's these been these droughts of like four minutes, five minutes. Um, that it's just you you want to limit that as much as possible. So a guy like that who who can just try to go to the foul line and just he would just play super hard. And I just I think I just love watching a guy who just gives it his all, you know, and um, just shout to him specifically. I just think he's been playing well as of late, and I think he's just been doing a lot of little things. So that's matchup on Tuesday. Of course, um, we'll hopefully get into this later. Uh, they go to Florida State on Saturday, who, you know, didn't do great in the non-conference, but has been bang- playing better as of late, and is that's never an easy place to play. So uh, the schedule is out there for Clemson to – go on a run, you know, continuing to build momentum as we head into February and really start to head in towards the second half of ACC play. But these are the type of games where you have to take care of business, especially on the road. That's not easy. But in Georgia Tech on Tuesday, I would look for Clemson to take care of business for sure. So that's it for the men. For the women, I wanted to give them some time as well. We, we talk about them. They defeated Boston College on Sunday, yesterday, 67 to 57. Just, you know, a tough win. And, um, you know, after losing at home, number seven, Notre Dame, I mean, you lose by three. Nunu Bradford has an opportunity. She shut, like, uh, no, she heaves a half court shot. You know, that's probably not going in, but you have a chance you know, to beat a Notre Dame, another top 10 team. That was really tough. Notre Dame's just a good team. I mean, uh, Olivia Miles, she's just tough to defend. And I thought they really, I was just really proud of of that team and how hard they fought. Um, 
but they come back on Saturday and have to go to Boston College in a, a kind of like a peer game of two teams that were had very similar record, both three and five in conference. You're jockeying for a position. It's a team where like Clemson, like the ACC and women's especially is so tough. I saw a crazy stat from like Kelly Graham like um, yesterday that Virginia half of Virginia's games are against ranked teams in the ACC. I mean, <laughs> that like it's, women's basketball is just super tough in the ACC, and so. In a peer game or a game against a non-right team, you really especially want to play well because it, it, it you have to fight and claw for every win in this league. And I just, you know, I thought that for most of the game that the Lady Tigers, they played really well. And, you know, came down a little bit early. We're up at half, um, you know, by like seven and then played a really good third quarter. So they gave it, they were up, it had a double-digit lead. The fourth quarter did not start well. I, you know, they were turning the ball over, and I think that's the that's the thing that you know, Coach Butler and the staff and, and the players they they want to cut down the turnovers. I think like they they were kind of letting BC kind of hang around, and they eventually cut into the lead and kind of like, but uh, BC just didn't have the depth. They were missing their best player um, for the first half, and and she was she was hurt. And you could just tell she had a high ankle, like her ankle was taped and she just couldn't go 100%. So that was a big plus for the Tigers. But I just thought they played well and they closed it out. I think it's just, it's tough to win on the road and they played really well. Brie Perpignan, super senior, making free throws, made a three. Uh, Nunu Bradford was three of seven from three. She scored 17. Uh, I thought she played well. Hannah Hank, she just, man, she just does a lot of, Little things really well. She only scored four points, but she got nine rebounds, two assists. She just always has a knack for really going for the ball and really playing well. So I thought she played well. I know and Yang, she shot well from the free throw line and, and, and got buckets that way. I mean, it was a really it was a it was a team effort. And I think the big thing just to watch for that game would just be um, just the turnovers. They got sped up at the end and, and it let BC kind of hang around and, and, and they came back and shut it down. Um, but still things to work on. Uh, but I thought that that's a tough game to get. I mean, after losing at home, then you have to go on the road all the way up to Boston. That's just not the easiest thing to do. So the Tigers are now 13-8 in conference. Or, I'm sorry, 4-5 and five in conference, 13-8 overall. And another shout-out I want to give to is um, Leah Douglas. She didn't have any points in the game. She was a huge factor on Sunday. She defensively was just a pest. And I mean that in the nicest way. She defensively was just on the ball handler constantly, causing turnovers, making them uncomfortable, forcing turnovers, you know, where they're trying to throw a pass across and get away from her. You know, there's uh, one of the players for BC, they try to do a hook around her just to get around her, and then that's an offensive foul. And just shout out for her for just just being just such a... Uh, effort on the defensive end and it really catapulted this team to get some some breakout points and just really just frustrated Boston College so I was super proud of her and just I think she's just been playing well and an underrated part of this team for sure and so they also interesting enough the Lady Tigers they go to Georgia Tech on Thursday so it's you know Yellow Jacket week they go at 7pm that's on ACC Network Extra you know uh, Georgia Tech. This is this is their first meeting. They're they've lost four of their last five. They're five and four at home. It, they haven't been playing as well. 
for them. And so I'm pulling up the standings. Yeah, Georgia Tech, they're, they're 10 and 10 and 1 and 8 in league. It's, it's a game you, you want to have, you know, and I think they're very capable of that. Of course, no game's a gimme, especially on the road, but, you know, then you get UNC at home on Sunday, who's now number 17 and just beat NC State. And so uh, you, you really just want to play well. And I think they really have an opportunity to. Um, and really, I think the biggest thing is cutting down on the turnovers. I think sometimes they're, they get a little sped up, like we were talking about. They get a little sped up and then try to do a little too much, and it can cause some turnovers or, um, or you know, defensively just getting out of position or with the help, I think, with, with some foul trouble because um, free throws can keep teams in the game. So. I think I think they've got a good shot to win on Thursday night, get back to 500 in league, which is a big deal, and then they host UNC at home. And as we've seen, uh, Little John's not the easiest place to play. You know the way these Lady Tigers are playing, and um, they have the capability of taking care of business. And then who knows? So uh, that's what we've got for the Lady Tigers. Um, just they're just fun to watch, you know. And um, so. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, as their season's their season's going down, you know, they end in February, and then the next thing you know, it's ACC basketball tournament time, and you know, they're in that bubble conversation. And especially if they can con- continue to build some of these wins in a row, give themselves a good position, you know, and then play well in the tournament. Who knows? You know, that'd just be fun to watch. So there you have it. That's the Lady Tigers right now. So. Thanks, guys, for listening. Just wanted to give some some updates on Clemson basketball. Super excited for this week, uh, watching both of the men and women play Georgia Tech on the, in the week, and then hopefully we'll talk about a couple wins that um, they have. So there you go. That is it for now. Thank you so much for listening. And for now, we are signing off. <laughs>